Welcome to our Christmas podcast series for 2022. Again today, I'm joined by Father Neil Vanny, the Pastoral Director of the Catholic Inquiry Centre. Look, I, I don't know about you, but really the, the sense of joy as we approach Christmas is growing within me, and it's, it's something that I've always carried throughout my life. It's, it's such a special time for me and something that I always look forward to. But Father Neil, what, what I really want to know and um, is from a faith point of view, in my faith, what, what should Christmas mean? Yeah, that's a great point, uh, Joe. We've talked a lot about family gatherings and gift giving and how important they are. But that actually built on a much deeper faith vision. And I want to try and share that a little bit with you. To understand the Christian story about the coming of Christ and how it's transformed our whole sense of meaning and destiny, you really actually have to contrast it with what the dominant thought was among the pagan people among whom the Jews lived. And the picture, and some of you might have actually seen this sometimes in pictures which are depicted, and it's the idea, the Greek idea, the myth of what they called the three sisters, who were called the fates. And they were three elderly women who looked down on the world and every human life. And they spun human life as threads and everything depended on them. And one of them, one of the sisters called Atropos, from time to time, she would just lean over and snip. She had a piece of snippers and that ended her life. And the belief was that was fate. Now, the Christian vision is really totally different from this. And it actually has transformed our Western culture. Often people don't realize it, that much of our culture, secular as it is today, has actually come out of a deeply Christian vision because the Christian vision is that life has purpose and meaning. And through our own efforts, we can make our own lives richer and better. And that's rather different from the old sense of fate in which everything was destined and we couldn't really change it. In the Christian idea, we have a different sense altogether. It's the idea that God is actually in our world in certain ways and he loves everybody who's in it and he loves everything and that everything, no matter what happens in our lives, has a purpose and a meaning, even if we can't see it at the time. And that that purpose and meaning is comes out of God's love for each one of us. And we can see that in probably about four profoundly Christian beliefs in which we see God loving us. And I'll just want to go through those because the whole meaning of Christmas is actually built on this. The first one is that Although God has set up a universe that runs through its own rules and its own patterns and God doesn't intervene, sometimes God actually can occasionally reach into this and dramatically change things. We see that in miraculous happenings, but also in things like Mary's mysterious pregnancy, that suddenly over many, many centuries, God had built up a culture and an understanding and people in whom he could come. And Mary is the one through whom God enters in a very physical way into the world. The second instance of this understanding is that God has come 
not as an idea or a philosophy or driving force, but he's become a human person and he's entered into human history. And not just as somebody who suddenly appears on earth as a powerful, dominant force full of ideas and power and leadership, that in fact Jesus came in the totality of human life. He came as a needy child who needed to be fed, who needed to have his diapers changed, just like any other child. He went through adolescence, and we realize that as an adolescent, he did some of the things that all adolescents do. He stayed away from home and didn't tell his parents and had to have a telling off. And he lived with all the family dynamics and tensions. We see that when his wider family wants to come and bring him back home because he's creating bad mana for them. He's actually making them feel ashamed of what he's doing and the position he's taking and the preaching and all, all that he's doing. The third instance that is so powerful in our Christian story is that God came not as a rich and powerful ruler, but poor and humble. And so in many ways, this demonstrates the dignity and value of the poor. And that's been secularized in many ways in our society. And there are many groups like St. Vincent de Paul and huge number of charities that realize that the poor people also have a value, a dignity and goodness and people will reach out to them. That, that's really the third way in which Christianity has transformed our vision of the world. And the fourth way really is that this coming, which we call the incarnation, which from a couple of Latin words, from caro carnis, which means the flesh. God has come in flesh. And so we have huge hopes and bases for our joy. We believe that Jesus lived among us. He died a death like all of us are going to die, but that wasn't the end. And so Jesus' life, which ends in suffering but then resurrection, frees us from the tyranny of our brokenness, from people's bad habits, from sin, which is lack of loving, and all the abuses which stem from privilege and power. They will also always be part of the world, but because of Jesus' living and dying and rising among us, we can have loving free communities where God enables us to exist and survive through the power of the Spirit dwelling in us and everybody in these communities. There will always be suffering and death, but Christ gives us a new hope and a new pattern. And the way I want to finish today is to read out a prayer of somebody in the Eastern Church called St. Simeon, the new theologian who died in the year 1022. Oh, so he died exactly a thousand years ago. So I thought, well, isn't that so appropriate? So I'll read this prayer out slowly. It's a very deep prayer, very Eastern, but I think it encapsulates and presents many of these truths very deeply. So here it is. Come, O true light, come, hidden mystery, come, treasure without name, come, unending happiness, come, undying light, come, desire of those who long for salvation, come, awakening of those who sleep, 
Come, O powerful one who creates and renews by your will alone. Come, O invisible one. Come, O still point around who all things move. Come to us who languish in darkness, you who are above the heavens. Come, O beloved name, repeated everywhere with love, but whose nature and being we cannot know. Come, eternal joy. Come, O majesty of our God. Come, you who have longed and still longs for my miserable soul. Come, you who are the sun, because you see that I am alone. Come, you who have set me apart and have left me in solitude. Come, you who have become my desire, you who have set me afire, the one who, who is totally inaccessible. Come, my breath and my life. Come, consolation of my poverty. Come, my joy, my everlasting glory. The prayer of St. Simeon, the new theologian. May you be blessed and lifted up by this prayer, which is written by a man who died exactly 1,000 years ago. Yeah, very powerful, Neil. Um, and what I really, really take from um, today's podcast is that, yes, there is the joy of of Christmas but of course um, there is the opportunity for us to reflect on our faith and you've given us some words of inspiration and uh, I always look at the joy of Christmas or the busyness of Christmas there's always then the um, a few days off and summer holidays to just spend that time just doing a little bit of reflection a little bit of thought something that you said in an earlier podcast was even spending a bit of time to use our imaginations um, all excellent um, content and again thank you Father Neil and thank you to you our audience um, for being part of our Christmas podcast series it's fast approaching Christmas and we sort of hope that you've had um, the opportunity to listen to our different podcasts and I think most of our podcasts are so relevant that even if it's not Christmas you can take time out and just listen to some of the words and reflections that Father Neil has shared.